Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. Welcome to So What's The Problem, in which we watch a movie from our youth and see just how problematic it may be by today's standards. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Jen. Today we're talking about The Goonies, which was released in the US on June 7th, 1985, and the UK and Ireland on November 29th, 1985. It was written by Chris Columbus and directed by Richard Donner. It stars Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, Jeff Cohen, Corey Feldman, Robert Davi, Carrie Green, and Anne Ramsey. Um, <laughs> I didn't know it was written by Chris Columbus until yesterday. Yeah, uh, the story was by Steven Spielberg, and then Chris Columbus wrote the script. Um, so what will happen is this. Jen and I have thought of three problems this movie has, three each. They could be major problems, or they could be silly, pointless ones. We will take turns in going through them, one at a time, and neither knows what the other one is picked. At the end, we'll both have one positive thing to say about the movie each. So, Jen... I picked this movie. Um, do you do you have any history with this movie? Um, <laughs> I have a really mature history with this movie. So um, I didn't watch it as a kid, mm-hmm. like most of my peers did. Uh, I had never heard of it until I was probably like thirteen and in um, the eighth grade. Um, maybe I was fourteen. I don't know, but I was around that age. And uh, there was a girl in my uh, grade that had a birthday party and she invited every single one of my friends except for me and uh one of and one of my friends had to talk with her about how shitty that was and so she invited me and then when i got there i found out i was the only girl there not invited to sleep over uh which you know at that age that's devastating yeah and um of course it was a great party that people talked about for years and one of the things they did after i left was they watched the goonies um, which of course, like I said, I'd never heard of. And so for the next, for like basically the rest of middle school and high school, anytime one of those friends referenced the Goonies, I would tell them I had never seen it. And they'd say, no, we watched it at that sleepover. <laughs> and I, I would have to like fight with them about whether or not it was there. And so I had a really bad attitude towards this movie because the only thing I knew about it was that I was excluded. <laughs> from watching it so i never saw it till i was in my 30s right and uh i recognize that it's like i mean it's a it's a good fun movie but i don't i don't dislike it but i don't like it i kind of feel nothing when i watch it yeah um and and i've i've talked to a lot of a lot of people about it um and they do admit that like their love of it comes from seeing it as a child Mm -hmm. um and that, like, if you watch it as a full-grown adult, it's definitely not fantastic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
I agree 100%. And I watched it last night. We were watching it as a family. But then there was a fight because the kid was getting restless. So I was actually super into it when we were watching it. But I was also very sleepy. So I stopped it halfway through and took a nap. And by the time I picked it up, I was not super into it, which part of that was my mood. And part of it was I, well, I'll get into it later, but like, I honestly just, it has trouble. I can't, it doesn't hold my interest. Right. So if I don't know what you're talking about at some point, it's because that was around the time it lost my interest. What's your history? Well, I've talked about this before in a previous episode, but. Um, I recorded this off the TV the first time it was shown in the UK in 1988. Oh my God. Um, and I've watched it constantly. <laughs> constantly. It was edited for TV version, obviously, because it was on about 7 o'clock on a Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to watch it all the time. Uh, I went, I can't remember exactly where, but my grandparents took me away once day during the summer holidays and I found this little shop that had the storybook and tape of the Goonies mm-hmm. and it was uh, read by Chunk and this was around about the same time, well after it was like the summer after I first saw it and I used to watch it all the time, so then what I did was I re-recorded the, um, the storybook and tape but added uh, clips from the movie into it mm-hmm. So, you know, that was that was like one of the first times I got started doing like audio editing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was back then when I was about what twelve, thirteen? No, twelve would have been. Um, so yeah, I was obsessed with the Goonies for <laughs> about a full year, just <laughs> rewatching it and rewatching it, and because I think at the time I just thought it was just lots, you know, fun, and it was kids that were the protagonists, and it was just, you know. But I fully understand that watching it now as an adult, if you don't have any history with it and nostalgia of it, that it can be a bit not great. Yeah, and I'm jealous. I'm jealous that, like, there was something weird when I was a kid where I didn't watch the same things as other kids. Like, I didn't, um, I didn't have any brothers or sisters, and, uh, I was obsessed with the Disney Channel, and at that time, it was, um, a channel you had to pay extra for, right. like, uh, HBO or Showtime is here. And so I actually did not have any friends that had the Disney channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was watching completely different things in the late eighties and early nineties than my friends. Right. And so the movies that I loved as a child, plus my parents were older too. Like my husband, he was obsessed with the Goonies, but that was also something his parents watched with him. And my parents were older and my mom probably couldn't tell you what a Goonie is to this day <laughs> so and i think that really affects it and so like sometimes i'll watch these movies from the 80s and i'm just so jealous that people see them as gems when i watch them and i'm like ugh. <laughs> yeah it's problem time do you want to go first with your problems jen problem number one sure um so i had this as a couple different problems but i realized it's all one right. um because I was going to say Truffle Shuffle, but honestly, it's mouth. Um, yeah. That, that, that kid's an asshole. Yeah. Uh, I hate him. 
And uh, at one point, you know, I was I was watching the second half by myself last night uh, and my husband came through the room while I'm watching it. And I forget what happened, um, like what Mouth said. It was at the end of the movie. But I started yelling at him that he's a little punk and I hate him and he's an asshole. And I did say this with a glass of wine in my hand. And uh, my husband was like, what is your problem? And I was like, this kid sucks. And I detailed it. And he was like, okay, yeah. Because he, first of all, he makes Chunk do the truffle shuffle to come inside. Yeah. They are all awful to Chunk. Yeah. All of them. And then all that stuff he does to Rosalita. What a horrible day she had. Yeah. What a horrible day. Like, he is scaring the shit out of her, talking about how, like, drugs and sexual torture devices and stuff. And no one knows what he's doing because he's the only one who speaks Spanish. That kid sucks. Yeah. I just, I just hate that kid. And I hate, I hate this thing that they did a lot back in the day with, um, like these kinds of movies with, like, you know, kind of like a young group of kids, usually all boys. No wonder boys are mean to each other because these are their influences. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Yeah. And Rosalita also almost got hit by a load of police cars and stuff. So, you know, <sighs> even before she got to that house. <laughs> so she had a bad day. It's not funny. No. I just, I don't find any of it funny and I don't find mouth funny. And it sucks because I know that like when I was a kid, I probably would have liked him, right? Like Corey Feldman was a very charismatic kid. And he was very good at his job. Like, he's very good in the role. But he's just watching it as an adult. I just, I mean, I don't believe people should punch kids. (laughs) But if they did, I would think it should be kids like that. Yeah. See, I used to think Mouth was funny. I did. When I was a kid. When I was 12 years old and I saw it for the first time, I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. I get Uh, it. In fact, I would have been 11, I think, when I saw it for the first time. But, yeah, I used to think he was funny. He was a funny one. Yeah, he was. I was actually. He was part of one of my problems. He wasn't that problem, but he okay. was part of it. So yeah. What's um, your first problem? Well, just going off of that, my first problem is that why are they? Why are these kids friends with Chunk? Because they clearly don't like him or trust him, and they <laughs> fat. They constantly fat shame him. Um, and the part about mouth was uh, why are they friends with mouth? Because he's a natural. But yeah. Poor chunk. Yeah, <laughs> last night when I was yelling at Mouth, uh, and I said, you know, he's so mean to Chunk, Dylan was like, yeah, but you're reacting that way because he's the first one who's mean to him, but they're all mean to him. Uh-huh. And then, of course, once I stated my other problems, he got it. But, like, yeah, it's that poor kid. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, I'm going to hop on to your problem because mine's connected to that. Yeah. Um. That I am so sick of the stereotype, and it still exists to this day, and I hate it. The stereotype that um, a fat character should always be eating and should be obsessed with food. Yeah, and can smell ice cream from a, a, a locked metal door. Yeah, and there are plenty of fat people who are obsessed with food and who do eat all the time. Yeah. But for the most part, that's not the case. In fact, um, a lot of times people who are overweight... Like, I know, you know, I did this when I was a kid that, like, I would refuse to eat around people because, um, like, if a kid had made fun of my weight, like, I would become so self-conscious and I wouldn't want anyone else to say anything. So, like, let's say my friends are all sitting around eating candy bars. None of them are going to see me touch one. Yeah. 
And it's just, it's a stereotype I just hate so much. And it's a, you know, it's a thing on like, like on the office with Kevin, um, the, the American office, um, or like, uh, Rebel Wilson in her movies. It's like, you know, you'll just see her, you know, like I just watched a movie with her where she's like ordering so much food and she orders like two or three pieces of cake and it's, it's just, it's lazy writing. Comcast Business gets you fast gig speed internet. And now, ask how to get fast shipping with Amazon Business Prime Essentials. So you'll always be ready to bounce forward. Comcast Business. Offer ends 11 15 20. Restrictions apply. Requires qualifying Comcast Business service. New Amazon Business Prime Essential members only. In business, things move quickly. You have to be ready to shift, pivot, adapt. Then, do it all over again. Comcast Business gives you fast, reliable internet on the nation's largest gig speed network. And now, Ask how to get fast shipping with Amazon Business Prime Essentials. Wow, that was fast. So no matter what comes next, you can do more than bounce back. You can bounce forward. Offer ends 11 15 20. Restrictions apply. Requires qualifying Comcast business service. New Amazon Business Prime Essential members only. Yeah, there's a couple of dodgy depictions of people in here because you've got sloth as well, mm-hmm. um, which is quite problematic in the way that he's portrayed um, as a monster. But that's, I mean, that's his parent, that's his family doing that to him, which is fine. And the kids, well, chunk, um, befriends him. Just the way that we find out that he's that way because his mum constantly dropped him on his head as a child. <laughs> it's like, oh, that is, that is terrible. That's really a horrible thing to put in a children's movie. It is. And the thing is, like, right before we started recording, I, I just Googled Goonies problematic. Um, <laughs> and I found a ranker list of uh, things that are wrong with this movie. And one of the things they said was that every character is one note. Mm-hmm. And that is very much correct. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's, and I mean, and that's, that was a big thing in the eighties. The I mean, it, that's sort of, Sort of the thing with Breakfast Club, you know, with the whole, like, they're a brain, they're a jock, whatever. I mean, in the movie, we do find out there's a little more to them, but it's still not. I don't feel we ever find out too much that's very deep about any of them. Yeah. Um, And it, I just, sometimes I, I'm just a killjoy, and I think about how much harm <laughs> this did to us all to see things like this. Um. Where characters, you know, like the fat kid is just a kid who eats a lot. And yeah. like, you know, that one kid can be mean, but it's hilarious. And, you know, the Asian character is a good scientist or whatever. Like, but of course, I love that kid. I love short round. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing about, see, I, I had a conversation earlier on with my um, brother-in-law about this because I told him I was doing this. He's not a huge fan of the goodies. He didn't grow up with it. My sister is because she did. But um, my brother-in-law said um, about stereotypes and said that data is a stereotype. And I said, yeah, but the problem with that is he's not he's not good at anything that he does. Mm-hmm. The, the actual stereotype would be that he's a genius and good at everything. And mm-hmm. so that's sort of like a little sort of diversion from the actual stereotype of the, the Asian kid being smart and all of his inventions work, but data isn't that. But then the fuck up with having um Chunk being the, the comedy fat kid 
and Mouth being the, the, the comedy um, arsehole. And, uh, I mean, what's Mikey? Mikey's the one who just gives speeches all the time because he's the quote-unquote leader. Yeah, there's always a good kid with like who's like the the moral leader. Yeah, is he supposed to be like the heart? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, and you see that in other movies, like Sandlot and stuff like that. Like, there's mm-hmm. always that one, or Char- uh, Charlie Conway in uh, Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Um, there's always like the kid who's not necessarily like a broad stereotype of anything other than just that he's like the nice moral kid who like leads everyone. Yeah, that's true. What's her name? Andy, the the mm-hmm. girl who played by Kerry Green. She's the cheerleader who is, like, bubbly and is in love with Bran. That's that's mm-hmm. her only characteristic. Um, and you've got Steph, who is uh, um, sullen, and sort of, she's the Eeyore of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's the sassy, you know, smart-arse one who d- does nothing throughout, and then she might have a relationship with Mouth at the end. Even though she's older than him, she might have a relationship with him. I don't know. I don't. Um, yeah, it is very, it is very sort of stereotype city in this movie, but I still can enjoy it. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so was that was that your second problem, or do you? Have that was my second problem. Right. Okay. So, my second problem, I don't think it's well made. I don't think it's well directed. <laughs> <laughs> um. I like Richard Donner, but I think this is the worst directed movie of his because there's some weird edits. There's like some really bad, noticeable ADR lines. Um, there's instances where actors are saying lines that are clearly for someone else. Like when the kids are up in the attic and uh, Mikey gets Chunk to smash the thing by accident. He drops the picture mm-hmm. and smashes the glass. Someone else comes into frame. I think it's Brandon or um, Mouth and it's Mikey says what are you doing but that line should be someone else okay because there's no reason for him to say what are you doing because it's him that is picking up the thing that Chunk smashed to read do you know what I mean yeah okay so correct me if I'm wrong because I think you just made me realize something but I need to I need you to be honest about whether or not I'm an idiot or if I'm right here okay yeah um, so part of my problem and part of why every time I watch this movie, like every time I watch, well, this is only the third time, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I tend to kind of drift off and I have trouble following the story. Mm-hmm. I always think it's because I'm disinterested. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying makes me realize, like, I'm actually confused um, a lot of the time. And I'm often conf- like I there are certain points where I'm confused about what's even going on. I have trouble right. following the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I am wondering, like, I just thought it was because I wasn't interested. But now I'm wondering if it's because it's badly made. It could be both. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, sometimes I'm just a little unclear on what is happening. Yeah. If it was better made, I would like to think I would be able to follow it a little easier. Yeah, I just think it's rushed. I just, I don't know what, like, how long they had to make it or the prep time of uh, pre-production or whatever, but it just seems like it was really rushed. And Richard Donner doesn't seem to be interested in second takes. Like, when they're in the restaurant, there's a really good shot in the restaurant where, in the foreground, we have um, 
Mikey and um, Chunk, and Chunk is just wanting to get the F out of there, right? He just mm-hmm. wants to leave this restaurant. And he is, like, saying to Mikey, um, there could be dead things, Mikey. And um, in the background, through the glass, we see Robert Davy carrying a corpse. And that's, like, that's actually quite a clever shot. But the problem is, the way it is blocked... Every time Chuck turns his head round, he should see Robert Davy. Mm-hmm. And knowing from what we know of Chunk, Chunk would say, "There's a dead, there's someone carrying a dead person." So that just makes me think that Richard Donner just didn't care. He didn't say to the kids, "Like, look, Jeff, stop turning your head towards Davy carrying the the, the the puppet or whatever. Stop turning your head." Do you know, it's just stuff like that, and there's where Chunk is, they're all holding down Brand to tie him up, and Chunk is on his legs, and he's saying, I got you, I got you. One of the instances of I got you is a really weird echo sound to it. So it's an ADR line, and something must have happened in the recording of it. So they didn't even change that. It just seems so... This is a movie of first takes to me. Yeah. It's, it seems as though Richard Donner didn't want to tell these kids, no, say it this way, or um, don't do that, don't do this. It, it just, uh, just watch it this time round, it just annoyed me more. Well, it could also be that, you know, they're all so young, they're restricted to the number of hours they can work. So yeah, he also that's... he also may have been very hasty because of that. But other movies manage it. I know, I'm just saying, like, when you're dealing with that many children, <laughs> and yeah, um, I think Josh, wasn't Josh Brolin even under 18 when he made that? Yeah, I think like, he was 16, 17, something like Like, you're dealing with people whose hours are very restricted. Yeah. And although, for all we know, Richard Donner didn't like children. Like, I don't know much about Richard Donner. Um, although, yeah. I, I did enjoy the little Superman moment, I'm not going to lie. Um, that made me giggle they even had the music as well yeah as somebody who loved those movies when i was a kid like that was kind of cool but um yeah it it very well could be he just felt restricted and just hurried because of that i I mean that doesn't that doesn't excuse it but i no. when somebody messes up it makes me feel better when i can see a reason (laughs) Why? Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> As opposed to just complete laziness. Yeah. As a kid, um, none of this bothered me at all. None of it. But I went to college and I learned filmmaking. I learned how this works. So I know now watching stuff like this, I'm like, no, that shouldn't be like that. I mean, I really like Chunk and Jeff Cohen wasn't really a, an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he isn't anymore. He, he's a a lawyer now. Good for him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's, but some of his delivery is really quite off, and it should should have been redone. But see, it, the whole thing's just messy, and I just, it just bugged me watching it this time round. But yeah, I still quite like it. So, um. <laughs> in business, things move quickly. You have to be ready to shift, pivot, adapt, then. Do it all over again. Comcast Business gives you fast, reliable internet on the nation's largest gig speed network. And now, ask how to get fast shipping with Amazon Business Prime Essentials. Wow, that was fast. So no matter what comes next, you can do more than bounce back. 
you can bounce forward. Offer ends 11 15 20. Restrictions apply. Requires qualifying Comcast business service. New Amazon Business Prime Essential members only. I can look past it. Um, if it wasn't for this podcast and the fact that I have to come up with problems <laughs> and complain about it, then um, I, yeah, I can look past it. I, I keep going back and forth between uh, two problems for my third one. Um, I, I finally settled because there's one that I just feel more strongly about. But I, I right. do just want to add the other one is how whiny and annoying the girls are at the beginning and that I yeah. hate that. It just yeah. really bugs me, but I don't have much more to say beyond that. Um, okay. So my big problem is I think everything with those criminals, with that family, is completely unnecessary and doesn't belong there. I think this would be a much better movie if it was just an adventure movie about these kids trying to find treasure. I think that they could have done more with them. It's it's kind of like how, as an adult, when I watch Home Alone, I actually... Whenever I think about Home Alone, I kind of forget about the burglars. Right. <laughs> and and I know that I probably wouldn't have felt this way as a kid. But, like, what is more interesting to me is the idea of this kid and his shitty family and, like, what happens to this kid when he's left alone and how he takes care of himself. Um, yeah. And, like, the stuff with Old Man Marley and all that. Like, I don't need the burglars um, to enjoy that film. And it actually um, – that's just my least favorite part these days. And it's the same thing here that I think it would have been a lot more fun to watch these kids go on an adventure without having them dealing with these criminals. Those were the parts where I was kind of checking out. And if you asked me to tell you about if to just break down their part of the movie, I couldn't really do it. Um, I just don't think it's necessary. And I felt like maybe I was crazy (laughs) for thinking that. And then when I looked at that ranker article, they kind of said the same thing. They were talking about how there's just like, it's like multiple movies in one and there's just so much going on here that isn't necessary. Yeah. I haven't really thought about that before since I watched the movie when I was 11 or 12. I can't remember exactly. Since I started watching the movie, and my mind didn't think of stuff like that back then. It was just a fun adventure movie for kids. Um, but So I never really thought about that. But yes, now hearing about the way that you... Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> they don't really need that in there. It should have just have been... Um, I mean, I suppose it needed antagonists. Mm-hmm. But it could have been like Troy trying to stop them. Because he wants his dad's... Um, uh, he wants his dad to tear down the, the boondocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. It could have been something like that. Other kids. It might have been more sort of, you know, um, suitable, but. Yeah. I've always enjoyed watching movies where, like, the kids, like, something like Now and Then, where it's about these girls over a summer, and, like, a lot of things happen to them in the summer, but it, in the end, it's enjoyable to watch these friends have their own like little adventures and experiences and there doesn't necessarily have to be a big huge villain throughout the movie um i like watching the kids interact um no, I, th- I know but i think this movie needs an antagonist though I mean, it doesn't have to be the fratellis but some something or somebody has to be in the way of these kids get to this treasure otherwise the movie would be half an hour long no, no, and I get that, and I get that, like, that asshole, you know, is a good antagonist that I, what did you say his name was, Troy? I don't even Troy, know yeah. yeah. And th- but also, they are going to find a treasure where there's all these obstacles and booby traps or whatever. I mean, they can be dealing with that without 
and that can be sort of the antagonist. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. I I think that would have been more fun. It's also just not fun to watch adults torturing children. No, that yeah, it's quite it's quite I'm dodgy watching that these days. I think the filmmakers also don't like Chunk <laughs> because they put him through absolute hell. Yeah. In this movie, and what happens to Mouth? He gets to kiss someone. Ooh. Oh, and he that... always gets his tongue cut out. Fine, but he doesn't. So. Last night, that's what prompted me. I don't know if you saw it last night. I did a Facebook post about like being annoyed about there being romance in every movie. Yeah. I think it just adds to that feeling. Like we all have to be in a relationship. We all have to have romance and, um, the stuff with Andy and brand. And then the stuff with, um, mouth and stuff. Like I don't, I don't need that. That is completely unnecessary. Yeah. If you took it out, it really wouldn't affect things. Uh, and it, it also shows like the girls are there, like mostly just to like, uh, complain, scream, and then kiss boys. Yeah. Oh, and Andy kisses, uh, Mikey. Yeah, that was weird. I don't like that. How old are these kids? I think Mikey and that's supposed to be about what, 12? Something 15? like that, yeah. And Steph, Brand, and Andy are also supposed to be about 16. Mm-hmm. So that's really weird. Yeah, it's at that age, a year or two is such a massive difference. And especially yeah. when you're dealing with like junior high and then high schoolers. And that it, it, it was just kind of icky to me. I did not like it. Um, I also, you know, I'm just kind of, and I'm sure at some point we'll get to uh, Revenge of the Nerds, but I'm also so over the idea of, like, someone doing anything um, sexual or physical with someone not knowing who it is. Yeah. That's not really fun to watch. So <laughs> that I that moment, I'd actually already blocked it out of my head because <laughs> I hated it <laughs> so much. And, I, and you know what? I like Martha Plimpton. Uh-huh. And I hate that this whole movie, I'm kind of wanting her to disappear. Yeah. She's very underserved with mm-hmm. the script. Yeah. She does nothing but complain. And she doesn't even get, like, a hero moment. Yeah. Everyone else does. Even Andy gets to play the the organ. That organ looks fantastic. <laughs> that big, massive... That, still to this day, I think that thing is a genius piece of um, uh, production... Uh, what do you call it? Um, set design. A, set design, thank you. It's just a big, massive organ made of bones, and I think it's fantastic. Anyway, um, she gets to do that. Yeah. Chunk saves the day. Mikey gives a million speeches and keeps them going. And Brand doesn't really do much. He gets the Infinity Stones. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> My kid, my kid did not understand any of the Thanos jokes I was making for watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, I completely understand why people wouldn't like this. I do, um, and I'm fully aware that it's nostalgia that is feeling my like neat love for this movie. But um, yeah, it's just some of it just doesn't sit right with me these days. Uh, Did you have a third problem? Yeah. Did you already say it? No. My third problem okay. is thus. One-eyed willy is rude. It's a rude thing in the UK because it means penis. Mm-hmm. So um, that used to make me giggle like a child when I was <laughs> a child. So um, 
that's... So it made you giggle like what you were. Yes. So that's my <laughs> that's my fun problem. One-eyed Willie. That must have been intentional. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. The kids felt kind of liked. Just call him penis, penis breath or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just... <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna kill me. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, that's not something that, like, I mean, I I knew what it meant, yeah. but that's not something that's, like, really common here, so no, I, I don't, don't think I don't. of, yeah. That's why I added it as my third problem, um, just for a silly one. Uh, so, what is your one positive of the movie, Jen? I'm glad it makes people happy. Like, I'm glad that you all had this great experience in the 80s. Um, but I, because I, I've really been thinking about it. I'm like, what is my positive? Because I definitely, it's, I don't feel anything for this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Yeah. I just, it's, it's how I feel about Office Space, which people get upset with me for. But I sit there and I can recognize good things. I've never seen Office Space, so I don't care. <laughs> It's, yeah, I just, it's, I just sit there and I'm just like not really feeling anything, which I hate. I would much rather loathe the movie I'm watching than sit there and just have no emotions. Um, but I guess I'll have to say Chunk. Um, I really like Chunk and I think that everyone is horrible to him. And even though he went through some pretty terrible stuff, um, I like that he got to separate from his asshole friends mm-hmm. and, um, and I like that, w- that he managed to get out and was trying to get help. Unfortunately, he tried to get help from the people he was running from, but this is a kid who was like, you guys are doing the wrong thing. And I like, he kept being like, we got to go. We got to go. Yeah. And I like that he at least got the chance to try to get away because those kids should not have been there. No. And then I guess also, like, Sean Astin's just really good. Yeah. I think Chunk is the MVP. Yeah. I, and I, I, I saw a picture of the actor who played him and I'm glad he grew up to be very attractive because <laughs> I feel bad. This guy probably had a rough childhood after being Chunk. Yeah. I don't think he did much else after. I think he did a couple of acting things, but then that was it. But yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, he's going to court and somebody calls him Chunk or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, I feel bad for a lot of child actors and what they, and it it doesn't help that this week I watched the HBO documentary Showbiz Kids. (laughs) I watched some of that last night. It was on um, Sky Atlantic here and I watched some of it, but I'm going to watch the rest later on, so. It's really, really good. And I was, and it, but of course, like to watch a movie like The Goonies after watching that documentary, um, I was really thinking about not you know the characters in the movie, but I was thinking about the actors. Is any of in the Goonies in that? They're not. There's some. I mean, Corey Feldman gets mentioned, mm. um, but they aren't. And and I would actually like to hear about Sean Astin's experience because he was Patty Duke's. He's uh, Patty Duke's mom. Mm-hmm. And so he came from like, there were people in the documentary whose parents had acted, but I, I don't think any of them were successful in America. Mm -hmm. And so there were, there was a lot of stereotypical, like my mom was pushing me to do the things she couldn't. Right. And so I'm just kind of curious if Sean Astin wanted to get into it or cause like I, his, I mean, his mom's situation wouldn't have been that same situation, right? Cause she was incredibly successful. Yeah. So, uh, none of them were in it, but it definitely made me think about it a lot because, um, you know, people get so much enjoyment out of these movies 
And obviously, like, the movie industry would be very weird if you didn't have any children ever. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you supposed to do, right? Um, pretend every world is a world where children don't exist. No, just cast little people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, it's... Like, is it worth it, right? Like, yeah. I'm curious what, what things were like for, for Chunk, because... Um, whose name I can't remember. Jeff Cohen. Um, which I think only adds to my point. Mm-hmm. Um, because was it worth it for whatever he had to deal with after this? Yeah. I still have my, my positive to say. And my positive, oh. my positive is this. Okay. Um, I really love the score. Mm. I love the music in this movie by Bruce Broughton. And I really like the Cindy Lauper song. Um, and I still listen to the Cindy Lauper song today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I technically do still listen to it today because um, did you guys ever get uh, Casey Kasem's radio show there? Yeah, yeah. And okay. we get repeats sometimes now. Um, yeah, we yeah. have an 80s station here that does uh, repeats every Sunday mm-hmm. morning. And I was out driving this morning and um, I, I only listened to it for a few minutes. But the few minutes I heard was uh, that song at number 15 on the charts. <laughs> And I never hear it on the radio, and so it was so yeah. weird to hear it today yeah. when we were going to be talking about this. That is very strange. That is very strange. I mean, it would have been better if it was a movie you actually liked, but still. <laughs> I, you know, there, sometimes I, I see a movie I don't like, and I'm just annoyed I watched this that I wasted time watching a movie I didn't like, yeah. or I don't like it because it's very terrible and I wish it didn't exist. <laughs> But you know, this is a movie that I may not like, but I like that other people have it. And I yeah. like that it was such a huge part. Like it, I think I would have loved it as a child and I definitely get the appeal and especially the nostalgic appeal of it. And um, I think it definitely holds up better than a lot of movies, similar movies. Um, because it, it sometimes the, you watch these older movies that came out when you were a kid and they're really, really stupid. <laughs> and this is like, this is a fun, cute movie. And, um, yeah, they're kind of mean to each other, but they're still a group of friends that work together. Yeah. Uh, and they don't want to be separated. And, um, you know, they don't want their friend to have to move. And it's, I like that. I like that it exists. Um, I just feel left out. <laughs> Uh, so that's all we have time for (laughs) if you'd like to contact the show uh, you can go to uh, it's contact at shiftybench.co.uk just give us suggestions if there's any film that you think may have been problematic from your past that we can talk about obviously we've had to have seen it but uh, we'll, we'll maybe add it to the list you can find me on Twitter, Drop the Pilot Pod. That's the name of my other podcast, Drop the Pilot. Where can they find you, Jen? Uh, at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter. That is my other podcast that I never record anymore. I'd like to thank you all for listening. We'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.